What's up, friendos, and welcome into Leading Off the Wednesday, September 27th edition. Peanuts Cracker Jacks there in the chat. That's Casey Bubba, right to my left, kind of your visual right. You guys can see on Twitter at BDentric. I am the Welsh. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And it is championship week, baby. Like Jacob said, let's ride. Broncos Nation, let's ride. ride. Rockies Nation, let's ride. We're going to do the stuff and things in the second to last episode season finale coming up on Friday. Oh, my God. But there were some big performances. Streaming pitchers this week have been wild. We're going to give you a few more for Thursday and Friday. We got some bets. I got a bet that I love so much that I wish we were 30 minutes even earlier because that bet went from a plus 125 to a minus money number in a matter of 20 minutes. We'll tell you what that is. We got prize picks because this episode is brought to you by prize picks. Use that promo code leading off. Get hooked up a 100% match up to 100 bucks. That, if you are wondering, is free money. And that is a great deal. So go and check them out today. We can prize picks because that same bet is also in my price pick. So we'll do that. Bubba, how are we doing, brother? We're down to the final three days. I cannot freaking believe it. What are those uh, last little grinds looking like for you? We're doing well. Um, luckily, I don't do any daily leagues. So it's I set it on Monday and I'm <laughs> so crossing done. my fingers and I'll reset some of my NPC lineups for the bats, at least on Friday. But it's, it's a lot of watching live standings change and going from first to third to second, back to third to first. It's all over the board. It's a uh, it's a roller coaster of emotions right now, as they would say. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. I, got, I didn't even check my best balls. My best balls are where it's at. My big, important leagues were uh, into the championship week fails, which have definitely disappointed me but a lot of you are doing great uh josh was in the chat saying i'm currently in a championship with a 488 to 214 point lead i think you're looking pr- i don't want to jinx it pretty pretty good pretty good pretty pretty good maybe you had ellie or maybe you had soda we're going to talk about those guys going see ellie woke on. up a little bit that's that was nice. yeah except for general luke who said i benched ellie yesterday oh ooh, ooh, uh also uh going on as cheap plug over to the uh itl fantasy baseball pod that i think will be dropping tomorrow uh we're doing that early mock that's been going on and i should have checked where ellie has been going because i'm very i'm very curious to dissect also wanting to dissect like the draft you guys did, the Rob DiPietro one with like mine and kind of seeing where the big differences end up being, you know what I mean? Ellie went the third pick around to pick 18 overall. He went 18 overall in yours? Yep. Okay, I'm looking at mine now. Ellie, I don't think, I think Ellie went later because of the struggles. Yeah, Ellie went the eighth pick in the third round. So in 15 team math, that would be 43. So that's that's more doable for me. This 18th overall, not a chance even before. Well, but I think, you guys were like a month ago. Or yeah, like so, but even before ago. the struggles, I was never going to be in on that. 43, we're starting to get in the wheelhouse of interesting. I think mid-third round sounds like yeah, Ellie, right? That's fair. That's fair. I, I can get behind that at least. Yeah, well, and jumping into the headlines, we'll actually jump right over to that. The reason we're talking so much about Ellie, he went three for five, two homers, four RBIs, which now gives him 13 homers and 33 stolen bases on the year, which is both impressive and then also like, a little down if you think about it because there's been a lot of negativity towards the batting average and just the inconsistencies of Ellie. He's been up for a decent amount of time, but you also look at those pure numbers. 13 and 33 over an entire season is pretty good. Then you start to play the extrapolating game and Ellie's in another world. He hit one 460. I think he had another uh 119 max EV. So I mean yeah. the pure power is on display. It is truly with Ellie 
just about making consistent contact exactly like we talked about with O'Neill Cruz. And I hate to do that because I think that's kind of like sometimes we're being stupid and cheap comps. We're like, oh, look, these big six foot. You know, da, da, da. And it's just like the same. We're trying the to just make player. the players. Yeah, we're trying to make them the same player. But the similarities are They're eerie. Yeah. yeah, they are eerie with it. The strikeout numbers, 34% with Ellie right now. But to end a hot is a pretty, pretty important thing. He's hitting. Well, actually, he's not really in, hitting ending no. hot these last couple of games 192 this month 198 last month 238 in july and 307 in june so it has been a pretty stark teardown and he's gonna have to learn to hit lefties because he's hitting 185 against lefties but i think third round seems about the place that ellie's gonna go for next year and i think yeah. you agree that seems pretty pretty much about right especially if he somehow finishes strong this weekend people will remember that in a big way yeah the, like the last like week or two can mean so much to players value i in all the breakdowns we're going to do, I mean, think about where Michael King has been and oh, man. last month is going to do to his value outside of like a lot of us. Yeah. I, I said this like a month ago, like when I start to like dig in, I'm excited to dig into him because he's going to mm -hmm. be a sleeper. He's not a sleeper. It's just not, not a sleeper, sleeper anymore because he's been so good towards the back half of the year. It's going to have ruined and kind of oh. taken that off the table, like ruined in like the best possible way I can tell everybody. I heard, I heard a fun comparison with uh, Michael King. He's like this year's Justin Steele where he finished the season strong and it moved him up draft boards just enough where people are actually interested in him now, instead of a sleeper, he's on the radar from like maybe pick one, 20 to 170 something like that type type player yeah completely agree uh some other performance we're actually going to talk about uh michael king and a few others here in just a little bit but want to talk about juan soto that was actually the lead for today juan soto went three for four had a couple homers on tuesday now hitting 276 which is very impressive if you paid attention to his line like you know a month ago or even two weeks ago he has a career-high 35 homers, over 100 RBI, and 10 stolen bases in just under 700 plate appearances. But, Bob, I don't know if you paid attention to this. In the month of September, 10 of those 35 homers with a 360, bat or, yeah, 360 batting average and five, half of his stolen bases have come in this month. So Juan Soto is ending out the season wildly hot. And on top of it all, there are rumors that the Padres are going to listen on yep. trades for Juan Soto. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have just found number two in the biggest conversation piece in the offseason. Where's Otani go? And where is Juan Soto going to get traded? And everyone is going to make their case of the prospects they can trade to get uh, to get Juan Soto. And it's not two things. Amazing finish by Soto, proving once again, like, the slow start, kind of battling injuries that were reported. He's so close to having a monster season. Like, he's still so young. Like, the talent is there. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's not just Soto. They're talking about cutting their payroll from like 255 to 200 million. So Soto is going to be gone. They have like Snell's obviously gone. So that's going to be an interesting one. Where's the NL Cy Young winner go? But they're going to probably have to move another piece uh, that's under contract. And if they want to get to the 200 million parts, so that's well, like, what is that? Like, you can't move Darvish, you can't move Machado. You're just not going to be able, you're not going to be able to. Who's like, are they going to just give them, they're going to do Mike, the giveaway thing? Your, your other storyline, Mike Trout wants to go. Like, there's a lot of moving parts that want to go for high dollars right now. I don't, I think it's like hater goes because I don't think hater, hater will the, go. Yeah, with, hater will with go. With the drama of the past week, hater yeah. will be gone. Soto will go. And then maybe they'll dump another thing here or there. But at the end of the day, they're not going to put themselves in a situation where they don't still have superstars. They build this up. They traded away so much. They've got some more depth in the minor leagues. Uh, Eno and Saris and I were just talking about the Arizona Fall League rosters 
which are not great, which I've mentioned. And they've got a couple pieces. Specifically, we're talking about this one guy, Graham Polly, who I'm interested in 2020 season, but some higher strikeout rates. And that is kind of like one of those pieces that they love to trade, you know, that they would um, probably would end up moving that, you know, maybe what they're going to do is they're going to package him in or they're going to get these salary dumps out and then they're going to make a couple more aggressive trades because Jackson Merrill can uh, start getting work this year. And maybe, I don't know, if Bogarts goes, but even if you were to get rid of like Hader and Soto, you still have Machado, you still have Bogarts, you still have Darvish, you still got your big pieces, but they need pitching help. That's going to yep. be the really big one. So those are the speculative ones. The I got texts about the Darvish thing with why he'll be a Chicago Cub. And there was a lot of Cub ones that I was getting like PCA going and we'll, we'll see where that ends up. Yeah, dream, but I dream big people dream big. get Matt Mervis. There you go. But I think everybody has to remember, um, at least I'm, if I'm incorrect, I'm pretty sure Soto's a free agent after this year. So yeah, Soto, Soto's got a one year deal. You're so not going to get trading for one year. You're not going to get the King's ransom. You're not going to get PCA. You're not going to get anything no. huge, huge, huge. Unless he agrees to a new contract as part of like a sign and trade, like you see in the NBA, it ain't happening. Where do you think Soto belongs in the draft for next year? Back into the first round still. He went 11 in the early mock that we're Just doing. Just because he has so much upside, like it's stupid upside. Um, I will say this much, though. In the early DC we did, he went pick four of round three. Pick four? Wow, really? Yeah, that's pick 34 overall because the you know, struggles were real then. Yeah, like, I mean, really again, real. half yeah. his stolen bases have come this month, and then he's had um, – Whatever that math would end up yeah, being like. The great, the, the great James homers. Anderson got him to go with Julio Rodriguez and Emmanuel Classe. So not a bad start for James Anderson. Of it's course. a pretty good group, especially getting Soto back there. A uh, right. couple other just interesting performances yesterday. Christian Walker homered twice, had a double. He drove in six. He drove in the most. And I've been staring at him in this early mock draft. He's one of those guys, man, when you don't pay for the elite players, around the fifth, sixth round, it doesn't feel like you should take him, but that's where he's going to go, if not earlier. When you're going to end up looking at the monstrous numbers, it's going to be a mid-30, you know, high run, high RBI, good batting average again. Christian Walker is going to walk in as one of the more underrated. Now, sometimes we get into dangerous territory when we're like, oh, I don't want the elite guys because I can go and get, you know, a Christian Walker later. We said that about Abreu this year, and yeah. that didn't work out, or Vinny Pasquantino, and that didn't work out. But Christian Walker is going to be a very popular homer power chase piece probably post like 75 in draft something like that yep. he went uh with the 13th pick around five in our deal so almost uh carry the two almost it's like pick 72 it's not carry, bad carry the two let me see yeah. where he went here yeah so uh yeah but i agree i love christian walker he's been he was a big time winner for people a couple years ago got the bump a bit in drafts this year uh, it's just kind of proving that that one year was kind of a a rough go for christian walker the talent's legit teams getting better around him. So I, I love Christian Walker. I'm with you. It'll be interesting though. Like when you look at it, is, is it going to be feasible to pay that price? Cause you know, Goldie's fallen so much. You got Bellinger, you got some other first yeah. baseman going around that to make it interesting. Well, ninth pick in the sixth round for Christian yeah. Walker. That's, I think that's still pretty good. That's like, I don't bad. know what the hell pick that is. I, can, I can't carry any math right now, but it's, it's a good number. I think it's a pretty decent number for the production that you're getting. Also, this is a guy that's going to rocket up boards, but you just wonder if there's going to still be a half decent discount. Nolan Jones hit his Ooh. 19th homer of the year, 289. He's going to be walking oh, out right around 19 stolen bases, seven, or I'm sorry, 19 homers, 17 stolen bases in around 400 plate appearances, which you all can carry some math there. That's going to equate to a relative projected 25 25 season in Colorado, hitting in a primary spot. 
it's going to be hard for us to not love all of us love Nolan Jones next year. It's just going to be where does the math, where does the number end up settling at? If it's post 150, because not everybody's caught in. Yeah, exactly. Lock it up. Lock it up. Yeah, I I would I'll dream for a post one fifty. I do, I just don't know because the sharps will be on top of this one. Uh, I have so many shares of Nolan Jones in draft champions and best ball formats. It's, I was on him out the gate. It's been glorious at rostering him this season, but um, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think that ADP is going to creep up to more towards the one hundred world than past one fifty world. One, he actually just went three picks ago in our draft. He went one fourteen. So one yeah, that's probably about right. That's probably like one to one fifteen makes a lot of sense. Just because, and he might even if he has a big week and he's got Coors Field, if he finishes twenty twenty during this season, he's going to jump even more because we see those twenty twenty numbers and it just elevates your fantasy stock in a huge way. Wonky said her favorite trade of the year was when she got Nolan Jones for Ar- so Nolan for- Arenado. <laughs> It works. Not bad. Not it bad. works. Yeah. Trade of the Nolans that you can do that. Hey, streamer update. We've been talking a ton and we're going to talk here in just a second about a few of the streamers you can look for the rest of the week. But the streamer update, it's been pretty good. You yep, guys, like good. all the guys, not just like it's not more about like we've given you the best, just like the people that are out there that are streamable that a lot of us are talking about, they are working out. So, Michael King. One hit over six innings against the Blue Jays. That was my number one favorite. He was awesome. Bailey Ober shut out the A's over five and struck out eight. Reed Detmers had a big performance. Seven strikeouts over seven innings. Gave up one earned run against the Rangers. Bobby Miller, nine strikeouts, seven innings, two runs. Reese Olsen gave up two runs. Only one earned in five and two-thirds. Struck out seven. And then... Ryan Pepio, who some were a little bit timid about, but he ends up um, having another strong performance, giving up one run, five hits, six innings. The streamers have been phenomenal so far. Knock on wood, because tomorrow, two of our, well, Cole Reagans is no longer like even probably available, yeah, but I'm some of those help. pitchers, you know, that we like are still floating out there. But none of those guys that we had are like, I mean, I suppose there's a possibility you could get a Sunday start. I don't know out of all those guys I just mentioned where you're going to get the Sunday start from and pushing and stuff like that. But pay attention because they've all been really, really good. Like Pepio is one you might possibly you get. You might get. You could get an Olsen potentially in there. That's another one. Uh, shameless plug on yesterday's bench with Bubba. We went through the Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedules to help you pick up potential streamers and who might pitch, who might not, based on what's available right now. It's been pretty awesome. Um, so let's talk about some of those real quick. For the rest of the week, Thursday, I went through. There's only one, and it's yep. Sawyer Gibson Long. That's it. Yep. And unfortunately, he's going up against Cole Reagan. So if you're chasing Ooh. wins, it's kind of dicey. Um I think the performance-wise against that offense, it's still good. He's still a strikeout option. He's been relatively consistent. That might be kind of a duel, or it could blow up in our faces. But Gibson Long was the only uh, Thursday streamer I really saw that I would feel comfortable with. That's actually available, Bubba, because it's a smaller slate. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with you. I'm not taking the chances on some of these other guys that it'd be you take your desperate heaves over the weekend if you absolutely need somebody. But on Friday. I'm going to present a bunch of names to you. First off, we've got Kyle Hendricks at Milwaukee. Yay yep. or nay? Yep. Yep. That's a good one. With you okay. On that wins, one. ratios, not strikeouts. That's yep. your chase. Probably going to help your whip. How about this? Chase Silseth. Now, Silseth has been a, a little bit dicey in some of the performances, but he's starting to go a little bit deeper. 
And to me, this was a strikeout chase. So versus yep. Oakland, do you like Silseth? 100%. I wrote down a list in case we don't talk about them. And Silseth's towards the top of that list. That strikeout upside when he's on, amazing. You mentioned the struggles of late, but still a phenomenal streaming option. Yeah, he put. I put him as number two. Now, the next three are more questions because I, I don't think they're, they're certain here. I think Silseth is not certain, but this is kind of like the... Sawyer Gibson long going against the A's type of thing. And, and Silseth could have 10 strikeouts. So if I'm chasing strikeouts and I'm not too concerned maybe about him giving up like two or three earned runs, then I would be slotting him in. Here are these. Yay or nay, Tyler McGill versus Phillies. It's, it might be a resting Phillies team. I might be your benefit there. I would pick some of these other guys we'll discuss. But if you really, really, really need potential strikeouts, sure. Okay, so let's just rank them then. You got Tyler McGill versus Philly, Ken Waldachuk versus the Angels, and Ryu versus Tampa Bay. So then how would you rank those for streaming on Friday? For, for those three, I'd go Waldachuk, McGill, Ryu, because Ryu's just been so inconsistent. So I love Waldachuk. I think he's a great option. Okay, I, I'm, I think it's riskier. I think there's a lot more risk in there, but Waldachuk in that matchup is a little bit better. So those are going to be the options we're probably looking can at I give here. You, can I give you three more? For what day? Friday? Friday potentially okay yeah let's hear him uh john means won't be a lot of strikeouts but he's getting stretched out and ratio should be amazing and they what's need the, him to get stretched out for the postseason what's the matchup uh baltimore takes on do 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 takes on the boston red sox okay so yeah i'll take my chances there i love alec marsh for the royals they've been using him as a piggyback role he still goes about five innings gets your strikeouts been picked up wins in three straight outings gets a depleted yankees team okay so that's a fun one and then Nick Martinez of the Padres has been much better over his last few when he gets the Chicago White Sox. Oh, I like that one. Okay, because I don't, I'm not in love with those other ones. I think there's a lot more risk in play, especially because we're, that's a Friday with like mm -hmm. two other days to go in your season. That Nick Martinez one, I like a lot. And we're going to pick on the White Sox here in just yes. a tiny bit. So, yes, I am about that one. Uh, last thing on the pitching side here, did you see George Kirby get hit by a baseball? I did not. I saw this on the Somebody outline. threw I did a ball. Someone That's... in the stands threw a ball and it hit him. Kick him That's out of the league. Thing Kick him out of the league. I feel bad for him. And, and, and the replay video I saw too, it was just, I think it was like Ty French just picked up the ball and threw it in the stands. And it's like, don't throw the ball back. Yeah, they don't just give it back to the, the, the monsters. And it's the worst part, it's in Seattle. It was, yeah, and he was like standing on the mount. I mean, I can't with our layouts. I can't like pull up the videos here, but he was just like sitting there holding the ball, kind of getting ready. And uh, I want to just look at it again. And then he just gets whacked, and he just kind of looks around. Yeah, so I'm watching the replay here, and yeah, yeah. So <laughs> sorry, this is bad. But he's doing this. He's got his hands up with a glove, and he's like, "Hey, I need a new baseball and a ball." He just whaps him in the stomach, right in the tummy. You got in the tummy. Yeah, he got tummy whapped, and uh, I've never That's seen funny. That before. And he looks around, and then they just they're just like, "Here you go, here's the ball." So what a weird, uh, what a weird season, and weird thing for Kirby. I mean, insane, insane. Him. Yeah, it was it was odd, odd baseball time. Uh, let's talk about some injuries. Luis Robert going to the IL with an MCL sprain. Good season, over 145 games, 38 homers, 20 stolen bases probably going to be a very, very well-liked second-round pick, in my mind, on the back end of the second round. But, you know, 145 games for Luis Robert is like him playing 185. Exactly. I, I was actually shocked when I saw 145 next to his name. I'm like, oh, wow, more than I expected. 
It's pretty good. Corey Seager, but he's out for the year, so that's not good. Yep. Uh, Corey Seager left Tuesday's game after being hit by a pitch on the forearm. X-rays were negative. I don't know. We're at the point where I'm not sure you just even come back, with, especially. Well, the dude, Rangers, are fight, just, Rangers are fighting for postseason. Yeah, I, I I suppose you're right with the with it being negative. But dude, he has just had like left and right and left and oh, right. That's well, a weird it's, one. It's a, it's a typical Corey Seager season. That's why I, I always had trouble drafting him. I know how good he is, but man, he makes you wear it. You see Wonky said Welsh needs a tummy wap segment next year when he talks about the, yeah, we could get like the, um, well, say we could have a song that's similar to wap. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I had another joke I was going to make, but this is a, yeah, show. So yeah, we'll PC show. It's fine. But yeah, we're going to have the tummy wap segment for sure. Uh, Aaron Judge is not going to need offseason surgery on his knee. So that's a good positive sign if everybody's paying attention to that. Chaz McCormick was held, uh, helped off the field after a 99 mile per hour fastball hit him on the back. So I don't care where it hits Dude, you. Watch that video. He collapses like a, it, it was nasty. Really? Just 99 mile an hour straight to like the bottom of the middle of the numbers of the back right there, right on the spine. Just punk. Every time, just every hit, I just am like, oh, every cringe. Oh, I, like, I feel like getting hit by a baseball is like a tattoo where it's like it always hurts, but there's like a few places that don't hurt quite as much. And 100%. then there's a couple that are like the worst. And I feel like the same places where the tattoo hurts, that's where the ball, the ball hurts the hurt. most, where it's Makes like sense. on your spine and you're just like, oh, my God, you know, something like that. But I don't know if it hurts like to get the inside of your wrist uh, hit by the ball. I don't think that might be the only tattoo Makes ball sense. difference. Yeah. Yeah, you guys let me know. Uh, I forgot to tell you, we do have a Corbin Carroll Welsh. Where the final, is the final one? The final one of the season. Oh, my goodness. And I'm going to give you guys the hint. The final one of the season, the tip. Where in the world are Welsh and Corbin Carroll coming up here in like five minutes? Home. The guess is home. It's not as easy as you think. Home is your guess. Where are we? You'll be able to find out here in just a tiny bit. Uh, three up and three down. Seth Lugo, eight and two thirds, struck out seven, giving up nowhere and runs. There's just a great pickup on the back half of the year. He's been Josiah Gray, went six, struck out seven, gave up one earned run. If you were chasing some stolen bases, Will Benson didn't do a bunch, but he did steal two yesterday. So pay attention to him for the rest of the year. On the down, Hunter Green, three uh, three innings, seven earned runs as he can do on either side. On the Lucas Giolito has been a regular mainstay of this list. Three and one third, gave up five earned runs, walked five. And we had Key Brian Hayes and Lawrence Butler both go 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. That's not super great, Bubba. What is great is Price Picks. Price Picks promo code leading off, like I said at the top of the show, 100% match up to $100. They have supported us all season long. I hope you guys have checked them out because they don't end when baseball ends. It's year round because they cover lots of sports. So go and check them out today. Deposit and uh, start preparing for next year. Get that account locked up and you can do some more with us. Price Picks promo code leading off. Bubba, what are you doing on the Price Picks today? Uh, Kyle Schwarber over half a total base. I'll take my chances there. Usually they're walks, but maybe he runs into one in a friendly matchup. Muncie over one and a half total bases in Coors Field seems too good to be true. So I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Tariq Skubal over six and a half Ks versus the Royals. Skubal has been nothing short of amazing uh, this season. Uh, K to walk of nearly 32% over the last 30 days. The only pitcher with one over 30%. I'll take my chances with Skubal. 
I agree with you on Scooble because um, I have a strikeout uh, combo, but I'm not going to give it a name. I'm not gonna, we'll just let's just say it's a strikeout combo today. When I give my cute little names. I don't think we need to do a strikeout uh, cute little, uh, you know, name thing, if you know where I'm going with this, uh, because I'm going to go with Scooble strikeouts, Scooble K's on the up. I'm going to go with Brandon Fott K's on the up at five and a half. And I'm going to go with Joey Estes and Pablo Lopez, 12 and a half strikeouts on the down. So under, so that is my K prop for the three sides. Again, Estes Lopez under Scoville fought over. That is my trendy little prize picks today. And going over to the bets, the bet I teased is Brandon fought strikeouts today. I looked at it 30 minutes ago. 30, 25 minutes ago, it was five and a half plus 125. Then the news came out, which by the way, the White Sox with their current construction were striking Unbelievable. out all bunch of righties, striking out a bunch. But then we got where not only is Luis Robert out, but Tim Anderson was sitting and I'm completely forgetting the other person. I don't know if it was Andrew Vaughn, but there was another big bat sitting today. That number went from plus 125 to minus 105 on DraftKings. But I did find a book that not only did I also have a little um, extra boost that had it at plus 115. That would be MGM. So I took that bet. I bet it. It is on the Betting Pros app. Got the hat right here. Download the Betting Pros app if you want. We've had the leading off group all season long. 200 plus people. We're tracking all the bets. And I put my bet in. Brandon fought. That game starts in about an hour and a half as we're recording this. Brandon fought strikeouts five and a half over as well. I am going with the Detroit Tigers through the first five innings being up a run. That's kind of a Tariq Scooble play. And Minnesota just straight uh, run line. Minus one and a half. Uh, minus 125. So up by two runs through the whole game up against the A's. So I kind of paired all my pieces together. Those are my bets. What about a DFS today? Well, my bets for the day, I'm going to have some fun with um, some RBI props. We're going to have uh, Nolan Jones at plus 150 over half an RBI, Christopher Morell over half an RBI at plus 175, and Matt Olson over half an RBI at plus 135. I think those are fun plus money bets. I didn't even ask you your bets. I'm sorry. I, I was like, why, what's on hey, DFS? For it. some reason, I thought I that you went, but I just yeah. transitioned in. But I just, I, I did the RBI ones. I thought there was some interesting value there in the plus money world. So have some fun with some props. I like that. Day. Uh, DFS, though, it's a nine-game slate. Pablo Lopez is expensive. He's 11.4K against the Oakland Athletics. Probably worth it. And if you want some value, Dane Dunning at the Angels at 7.8K. Wade Miley versus the Cardinals at 7.4K. If Johan Oviedo somehow gets put in the player pool, I like him as well as a discounted play. Pitching is not great on this slate. So no. on slates like that, I usually punt pitching and pay for bats. Speaking of bats, Minnesota versus Estes of the A's. So stack your twins. Stack your Dodgers and Coors once again against Nate Davis. That's a great spot. Uh, and stack the Cubs versus Darius Bynes, who's making a spot start for the Braves. So those are all great spots. Braves have a hangover game ahead of them. And then if you want some value, Marco Luciano's playing every day. It looks pretty good up there at the plate 2.9k versus waldron and then tyrone taylor is a great value at 2.9k versus the lefty zach thompson all right so the guests where in the world are welsh and corbin carroll there are some doozy guesses here uh the, the one that made me laugh the most what did you even talk about marlago what are we talking about here <laughs> we saw grand canyon in here well let's set the stage for one fun i'm gonna have a little montage video i think but where in the world are welsh and corbin carroll today the guest is home lots of grand canyons in here i get the guests circling back around that makes a whole lot of sense um 
Milwaukee. That's not my home. I don't know where we're going here. Joey P's house by Sabo. That's, that's a, that's a, these are very good guesses. Do you have a guess though, Bubba? It's a very ambiguous one. I'm saying home. Well, Corbin Carroll from the Seattle area. Were you giving tummy taps to George Kirby? In tummy Seattle? waps, not tummy taps. Tummy, tummy taps. <laughs> Are you playing puppy sticks with Corbin? Oh, Bubba, it's the end of the season. Uh, tummy taps, tummy waps, tummy waps are when you get hit from the stands, not whatever you're thinking. What is wrong with you? No, you dirtbag. It's not that. It's not Seattle. There's not tummy wap taps, any of that stuff. Where is home, everybody? It's right here at Fantasy Pros. We're at the Fantasy Pros main office. Look at us. We're so happy. We got the logo back there. We're at corporate headquarters of Fantasy Pros, where Fantasy Pros has been nice enough to have me all season long. Carol, because of me, has been here all season long. And you guys, come on, guys. This is home. Not tell me what any of that nonsense. Nobody got I might, it. I might not be going home anytime soon. So yeah, just... you might not be back at the office. That might've been the last time you see the fantasy pros home office was right there. Uh, coming up on Friday, we will have the season finale of all of that. I gotta be honest. I don't know how I'm going to track. I, I've seen a couple people that have gotten multiple. I might spin a wheel or something like that for uh, giving away a card, which is just my little fun thing. So thank you guys for having fun. That's why the peanuts are cracker jacks. The audience of this show is the greatest and check this out Bubba I have been setting the stage that this home run contest was going to pretty much be over it ain't oh, over look oh, at this at the top we don't have call it a comeback don't call it a comeback with five days left to go JJ Tater has moved within two home runs of Blue Harvester the board is 60 for Harvester 58 for JJ Tater. We now have six people on the 50 home run mark, which is insane. We've got Razor Ramon, who is five back. I don't want to say that Razor Ramon, Bobby Good, and R. Hoffman are out. They're kind of kind of out. You know, maybe they'll come back. But JJ Tater and Blue Harvester are gonna make this a race. That is exciting. Wonky has been awesome at 49. I think I just got my 45th with Marcus Simeon on Monday, but the race is a moving. And it's going to be very, very good. So who are you going for your home run call today? Yeah, I'm going to Coors Field. Give me Freddie Freeman in a phenomenal matchup. Seems too fun. I like how you say it. I'm going to go with Coors Field, too. And I'm going to go with Mookie. Mookie bets. Mookie bets for Coors. We're both going for the Dodgers because why not? Why would you not for the next yep. couple of days? Coming up on Friday, the season finale of Fantasy Pros, the live broadcast that we do right here on the YouTube channel. And Joe Pizapia is confirmed. He is confirmed to pop in. So we will see Joe there for a little bit. We're going to be doing some a fantasy ward season. We'll talk, obviously, we'll give you some streamers at the very top and stuff for the weekend. But we'll also be talking about uh, some of our favorite players from the fantasy aspect, probably at the top end. We'll get Joe to pop in here. We'll have a grand old time as we kind of end out the regular season. And we'll tell you what's in store for the off season. Hopefully I can be doing lots of great stuff. And that is it. That is all that we have there. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you to the Peanuts and the Cracker Jacks. Thank you to Bubba on Twitter at BDintrick. You can find me at Is It The Welsh. And we will talk to you on Friday for the season finale of Leading Off. Goodbye, friends. Bye-bye.